Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Fragile. It must be Italian. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. I didn't know you had elves working here. Hey, welcome back. It's December. Well, we've already done our first holiday thing. Yeah, but it was December, December when we did it. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Which hey. you called me out very rightfully so. Oh, yeah, because on Twitter you got home. You're like, I can't possibly watch a holiday special. Like, bitch, you just did it. Yeah, I know. But, like, I did it for the show, and the show trumps all things. <laughs> it demands of you. It demands of you. I think you also called it garbage, too, on the internet. I didn't call that. Oh, I said something. Somebody... I think you said something about the Rankin Bass stuff, which I am uh, well on record of not yes. liking. No, I'm excited for when Rudolph comes back on TV, and I will live tweet Rudolph. Mm, I can't wait to not watch it for another year. <sighs> it's so good, dude. Now it's, it's not, so oh, good. They're all you're a awful. fucking Grinch. What's the one where, like, in the credits, they're just like throwing misfit toys out of the s- sleigh, and none of them can fly? They're not flying. They have parachutes, and that's Rudolph. Yeah. There's definitely a murder spree that happens. It's not a murder spree. They have little parachutes, and the elf is tossing them out of the sleigh. All right. <laughs> My general hate for those. I like other Christmas specials, as we'll talk about. There's some, I swear to God, there's a never-ending stream of Batman comics for Christmas. Okay, but- Because every year, I'm like, what are we going to do for Christmas or the holidays, you know, depending on how woke you are or how much I don't care what i'm always kind of taken aback when people say like merry christmas or happy holidays to me because i'm like like at the grocery store or something i'm like oh shit that's right like i always kind of forget until they say it and i'm like oh yeah cool you do uh, wow how do you how do you forget i don't know it's just it's not a common greeting for me i guess so i'm always kind of i've never like offended like they oh well you can't say christmas i'm always just like oh yeah that's right i mean i guess I mean, it, it only is like a four-week window of the year in which you use that greeting. Yeah, so it, it just catches me off guard. Not in a bad way. And I'm not like, oh, my God, like, whatever you say. Like, it's too woke or it's not woke enough or whatever. The f- I just, I always just forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. It, it's, yeah, I appreciate your greeting. Thank you for acknowledging. See, first of all, for me, it's shocking that you would even acknowledge a stranger saying hello to you. I feel like you would just kind of, like, bury your hands in your pockets further and go, oh, to be clear, like, if you are, if I'm like leaving the grocery store, like if you're cashier, bagger, or whatever, like totally. But if you're a cashier in another aisle and you're like, have a good night, I'm like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> check my groceries out. <laughs> I don't want to the interact you? with you. I mean, that's the beauty of the self checkout. I do. Well, the, again, because I don't have to interact with people. This is the time of year where you, you know, it's the self checkout, but you also wear the hat because the bald <laughs> yeah. spot shows. More than ever. I love the self-checkout, and I hate when, like, there's something wrong. I'm like, this defeats the purpose. Yeah. Like, if someone has to come over, I'm like, no. The reason I was here was to not interact with people. Yeah, so don't screw that up. Like, get it right. But you also shouldn't be bringing booze to the self-checkout. It's not that. It, uh, there was a thing the other day that I got that was, like, seven bucks, and, like, the barcode was weird, so they just, like, waved it by. I'm like, excellent. Save seven bucks. Wow. How nice of them. Got some prosciutto. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I like my free prosciutto. All right, what are we going on this week? Um. Free prosciutto, apparently. No, I ate that. That was mine. Oh, it was for free, too. Yeah. Had a great time with it. Oh, uh, we got the news of the week. Oh, my God. It's basically just trailers. So many trailers this week. A few other odds and ends. Mm. We got weird comics facts. This one's more of a TV-related fact, because we're talking Batman Christmas this week for our main topic. We also got sports reports and your questions. All I right. I don't have anything to add. No, I don't. I thought I had something to add. Don't have anything to add. Fantastic. I know, I'm relatively useless. <laughs> Your life in a nutshell. I thought I was going to contribute, then I didn't. No, I considered it for a moment and then realized, nah, maybe not. All right, let's move on from there to the Christmas nudes. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. All right. That was a harder one that than was. usual. I didn't mean to. <laughs> as I strike I hope, your phone. Hope you break your other knuckles, dickhead. <laughs> this knuckle's fine. It's just got... um. Uh, ripped horribly when we were playing basketball. Oh, okay, yeah. Understandable. And it wasn't you that injured me. No, it wasn't. Usually it's you injuring me. <laughs> like the time you threw me through a table that had water all over oh, it. God, that wasn't on purpose, and I think you jumped. I was assisted in the jump. <laughs> I think you were cartwheeling yourself there. Oh, I can't. I've never done a cartwheel. I can't do a cartwheel. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember 
This is legit. I learned how to cartwheel based on an episode of Care Bears that I remember had uh, a Native American like totem statue. Is that what they're called? Totem pole. Totem, totem pole. pole, yes. They're just a totem. It doesn't have to be a Whatever. pole. It's a totem. I remember it was an episode of Care Bears that taught me in the early 90s. Well, there you go. Don't, <laughs> don't know why that's a thing. Just is. All right. Uh, so from Care Bears to The Last of Us. I have not seen any of The Last of Us. I told you to watch the trailer. I did watch the trailer, but I'm, okay. I'm saying leading up to that, I have not, because this All is right. like a third season of it, right? No, this is a video game adaptation. Oh, I thought it was like the third season of something. No, this, oh, is, no. this is the first season of a show that's going to be adapting one of the more cinematic games in history. Well, I've never played The, the Last of Us. I have played about half of it. So it came out, I let it kind of pass me by, like I was aware of all the acclaim, whatever. Then there was a point in time, I'm on like my fourth or fifth PlayStation 3, because I used to work at EB Games. I was just like constantly like buying it and selling it and trading it and whatever the hell. Okay. So there was an announcement made, I don't know, a two years ago. They're like, oh, by the way, PlayStation 3, like all updates are getting shut down. So I bought like maybe like five, seven games, like real cheap, like, oh, these are the ones on the system I wanted to play and never got to. You know, just threw the, threw the discs in to get the updates. Yeah. And that was one of them. And I played, I don't know, a really good chunk of it. And then I got to one part that was just annoying the hell out of me. And I stopped. And it's been like a year and a half. So I'm now at the hardest part that I've played in the game. And I don't remember how to play it at all. And I'm going to have to go back and try and figure that out. So, yay, that sounds fun. Good for you. Whatever. Uh, this show looks like a lot of fun, though. And it looks like they're adapting a lot of the game stuff. I, I don't know the game. But, I mean, it looks interesting. Like, it looks like a good old apocalyptic type show but let me uh posit this theory to you and i think this might be our tipping point okay i think for as much as like comic book movies have been the thing for like the last 20 years i think video game movies are going to be the next thing well i mean there have been attempts at video game movies. there have been and they've been bad and there were also attempts at comic book movies and they were bad do you remember watching howard the duck or steel or nick fury or the early Captain Americas. I, you forced me to watch some of those. I didn't hate Howard the Duck. Fuck that movie. But there was, eventually, there was a tipping point of, we've tried this, we've done it bad, mm-hmm. and I've never seen a video game, I haven't seen all of them, but I've never seen a video game movie I've loved. I've seen, like, Uncharted was okay. I didn't see Uncharted. Yeah, it was, you didn't miss that much. Like I said, okay. <laughs> but not the worst thing in the world. What, the Super Mario Brothers movie with John Leguizamo didn't do it for you? No, not particularly. Uh, what was it? Bob, Um, what is his name? Bob, Bob Hoskins. Hoskins. Yes. I almost said Bob Ross. I'm like, nope, that's not right. <laughs> but I feel like we're The Last of Us might be that tipping point of like, this is going to be the next wave of what comic book movies are. I think video games are going to get there. I just don't think anyone has quite cracked the code yet. What, the Resident Evil movies? I saw the first one, didn't see the rest of them. Didn't like it. I do like those games, though. There have been a couple adaptations fair. of Doom. Um, I played Resident Evil through six. Or was it, it was only one adaptation of Doom? There was, there was one of Doom, and they tried to get all cutesy. Like, look at how it's a first-person shooter. Uh, it was Carl Urban and The Rock were in that one. Was Carl Urban in that? I remember Carl The Urban Rock was, was Carl Urban was Doom guy, because he's the one who goes first-person mode. And they play the heavy guitar riff, and he like... Yeah, the, I, I remember, I mean, to be fair, I didn't see the movie, so... I have I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like this might be the one that tips over the scale to being like, oh, if we do this right, this is profitable. Because you have to imagine, like, video games are more profitable than movies. They're more profitable than television. Like, it's the most profitable pop culture medium out there. So does that deep down mean that, like, you'd love, like, a Legend of Zelda movie, like a live-action Legend of Zelda movie? Well, that's my favorite. I, they were going to make a show for Netflix, and then it got leaked, and then Nintendo said, fuck you, no. You don't get it now. We're cutting it off forever. Which is the most baller move anyone's <laughs> ever done. We got that Nintendo money. We don't need to do that. Yeah, basically. Because you got to imagine, like, everyone, like, if you're going to buy a new game, you're paying, like, 60 bucks a pop. Yeah. And there's enough people there. Like, if you're buying movie tickets, like, you're not paying 60 bucks. You're paying, like, 10 to 15 or mm. more, depending on stuff. But, yeah, video games are the most financially viable entertainment medium out there. So someone's got to crack this shit eventually in yeah. another form. I, I think Last of Us might be it. But okay, so I'm gonna give you the devil's advocate piece. Now that there's a lot more cinematic moments and cinema, like you have the cinematics in between levels or whatever, the storylines that are really like animatics. high end. What animatics? Animatics, intercuts, whatever you want to cut scenes. Like oh. no, but they call them cutscenes, right? So those those do exist within video games now, and they're much more interactive. And like you said, it's at sixty bucks a pop as opposed to you know the twelve fifty for a movie ticket. I think that there's there's already enough cinematic within it 
Plus, like, there's a storyline to the whole thing. Like, when I played um, Fallen Order, Star Wars Fallen Order, there's a storyline. It's like a movie, but like it's intercut with you compete, like completing the different quests. I'm so glad you figured out how video games have gone for the last 20 years. Continue. Yes, but I'm just saying, why would they invest money in a movie when they can make more money doing pretty much the same thing and it's interactive for you. Isn't that one of the appeals and the allures of a video no, game? the same reason I watch comic book movies. I generally like comics more than I like the movies, but I'm going to sit down and watch every one of those motherfuckers. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that the video game, like part of a video game is you are in control. Granted, there's a set path that you have to follow, but there's more branches that you can go off on side quests and thing of that things of that nature. Doesn't that already, like the no. movie already exist? Why are you arguing? Like, this is that's why think, there's adaptations of comic book movies. This is why there's been adaptations of books for I don't know a hundred years. Like I'm, people want to see shit in different ways, experience it in different ways. This isn't going to go away. We're just not video games. Just haven't been quite cracked yet. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate for a moment to have a little banter on the show, to have a little little civil discourse. I'm just saying I can see the other side of the coin where well we already kind of do that anyway, where we have these actors who play these roles in between levels and through the animatics or cinematics whatever you want to call because them. people are lazy because sometimes at the end of the night let's say you've worked your eight hour shift you get home and video games are fun but just jesus christ sometimes that's just a, it's a strain just to like be putting that effort sometimes you just want to sit back crack a beer eat some nachos and watch shit play out for you because it's awesome yeah i'm not again i'm not saying <laughs> no to it i'm just saying i can see the argument against it but i hope you're right all right, what else happened this week? Yeah, Last of Us. Um, I, yeah, I think it looks good. I, I truly, I, I'm, I think I'm going to enjoy the show. But we'll Rampage, see. they made a Rampage that was based on a video game. Uh, yeah, I didn't see it. What's funny? Uh, I just had I was watching another World Cup and I saw Rampage was on TV. I thought I never saw this and I don't care. Probably more action than <laughs> than a World Cup game. Uh, probably. Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. They had their first trailer. Harambe. Let's go with the positives. Also, yes. with the caveat of I'm not going to watch this movie because what are there like seven? transformers movies now or eight i can't remember because i stopped watching them a while ago mm. like i stopped with the fourth one and it was one of the most frustrating like viewing experiences i had ever had like i, I think i was like i watched it like it was uh, when my wife and i were like first dating and i showed up and i was just mad she's like what is wrong i'm like i just watched a movie and i don't know what the fuck just happened <laughs> like there was a bunch of spinning stuff in the sky i had no spatial awareness of what was what there was a lot of milk advertising and beets. The beets pill, not the oh, ve okay. vegetable. I'm allergic <laughs> like, to beets. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I like beets. But <laughs> so like this, it was such a visual just mess. Like I got mad at it, and I haven't watched one since. And there's been like a few since then. And I think I've heard good things about the like solo Bumblebee movie. Not gonna watch it. Don't care. Not gonna watch this one either. Don't care. But it's worth talking about. Yeah. Transformers Rise of the Beast. Did you ever watch Beast Wars as a kid? No, I that was no, I was beyond. Was that, that also on Fox? That was also on Fox, <laughs> I think, too. So I I wasn't a big Transformers fan as a kid. Like I had exactly one toy. You also had a ringtone that went off a million times. That was about this big. Yeah. It's about two inches. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, well, no one else can. It's a visual it's not a visual medium. It's true, it's not. Um, I, but I wasn't like ever a huge Transformers fan, so I never really cared about these movies. I did watch the first season of Beast Wars, presumably on Fox. <laughs> I think it was on Fox. Fox uh, Kids! Involving um, prehistoric animal and dinosaur versions of whatever they're called. the Transformers? Decepticons, and I think... The, the Autobots? No, they call them the ma Manimals? Mammals? I don't... Manimals. I, I don't know. I don't remember. But I do remember, I think I watched it for one season. I think the second season had a massive redesign. I was like, I don't like this. So I stopped. I think it was also kind of in response to some of the expansion of the Power Rangers universe, too. It was it was a fully CG show. And I, I know we talked about this because I know that's what made me go back and look at it. And I watched like five minutes of a thing on YouTube. And I was like, this is unwatchable. The animation, <laughs> the animation is so bad because it's so early in like the world of 3D like animated stuff. Unwatchable. I don't know. Uh, in the trailer, I will give them credit for this. I like the design of Optimus Prime. The Maximals are what they are. I call them Manimals. Yes, you did the Manimals. <laughs> um, I like the design of Optimus Prime compared to like when Michael Bay was first doing it. It was like, you know, like flames and hot rod red and blue and stuff. And he, he looks more classic in this trailer, which I liked. Mm. And then what's, um, when 
Do you know the name of the ape? Because this was supposed to be like before the Transformers came to Earth. I don't remember the name of the ape. Well, regular leader called Optimus Prime. Yeah, this is Optimus Primal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And I think he was voiced by Peter Cullen in the show, the guy who voices Optimus. But in this, it's done by Ron Perlman. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like exact same voice, like exact same voice. Like those dudes have a very similar tone. Let's see. Optimus Primal voiced by, oh, he did, Peter Cullen did do some of it. Ron Hayden, Neil Kaplan, Gary Chalk. I don't recognize those names. Alan Tudyk did it. Yeah. He didn't do the monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'm looking at Optimus Primal. Oh, no, no. Optimus Prime. Sorry. Oh, yeah, see? Oh, so maybe Peter Cullen didn't do Optimus Primal. (laughs) Whatever. Um, The trailer, I will give it credit for, like, because I did watch, like, that first season, you know, in the early 90s, whenever it came out. Whenever they would transform, you know, because it's a money-saving thing to, like, every time you transform, it's just the exact same animation every single time. Yes. They did duplicate a lot of those in this trailer. So it's like, oh, yeah, I recognize that. And for as much as I'm like, I recognize that, I really hate these Transformers movies and I'm not going to watch it. I don't blame you. What are your thoughts on it? Because I just yelled at it for a while. I was like, oh, this looks like fun. But then I was like, but the last several have not been really that fun. And I haven't really watched the last several either. So I'm not invested. What was the last? Cool. I I think I saw one through four, I think. Yeah. What did you see? I think the last one I saw was the one where they had the Tomb of the Primes. That was the second one. Or maybe I saw the one after that. I think that was the one with... Kelsey Grammer and Leonard Nimoy? Maybe. Whichever one had Mark Mark Wahlberg in it. I think that was the fourth one. Okay. There you go. That's how invested I was. Yeah, me too. As I speak in uh, generalities. Don't care. Yep. Uh, Because of, um, you know, ill will built up over bad movies. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 had its first trailer. It was previously released at, I don't know, Comic-Con somewhere. And I saw like a minute of it at a weird 45 degree angle from someone's lap on a cell phone. Which was that? Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But oh, no, yeah. we've seen the real thing, the full thing. It's been released. Yes, it has. Looks fun. Want to get sad? Looks fun, but dark. Yeah. Uh, who's going to die? I don't know. Drax. I think Drax. Because uh, I think Dave, I th- Dep- Dave Batista, not Dave Tapista. Dave Batista, Bautista, Batista, whatever. I think he's, like we talked about it, like he's not happy with the departure of James Gunn after this and... Well, he's fine. I mean, he came back, and this has always been the plan. He's just said, like, after Gunn's done, I'm done, too. Yeah. And he's also said, like, very candidly and totally understandable, he's like, look, I'm in shape, but eventually, like, time's going to catch up with you. Yeah, I can't, gravity I can't, wins. I can't just keep being shirtless forever. That's why I think he got to wear the cat sweatshirt in the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I almost <laughs> bought on Amazon. And a vest. Yes. I almost bought it on Amazon. He, he's like, look at how jacked my arms are. Pay no attention to the rest. But, you know, that dude's also, like, at a top 1% of, like, people being in shape in the world so oh yeah he is he is chiseled he's a modern adonis oh yeah let's say he's lost 10 percent, still top one percent of the entire world i would take the, <laughs> i would love to have the 10 percent he lost i mean it's james gunn's guards of the galaxy it looks like they might go to prison again one of them is definitely dying it's gonna be a sad rocket movie yeah maybe rocket dies i think there's a decent chance Maybe a couple of them die. I mean, there's just that one shot of like like Star Lord just like screaming. You see like some tubes and shit. I'm assuming it's like hospitally. Mm-hmm. Well, he's getting carried in one scene by Drax. Well, I don't think he's yelling at his own death. No, <laughs> but he could have been yelling at something else and then ends up. I mean, he's been knocked. At, what was that one in like Endgame where just War Machine cracks him in the skull? That's he's true. A, he's an idiot. Yes. <laughs> Maybe Nugamora, maybe she dies, and it's like, okay, we're not going to continue. That, that feels unfair. Like, we already killed her once. Let's kill her again. Well, it could be like, well, she's not really the real Gamora. The real Gamora is dead. I did get a little annoyed at the opening of it. One, I love, like, the thing of, like, oh, like, they get in the suburbs. You're like, where is this? Is this, like, Wisconsin or something? No, nope. Like, no, it's an alien planet. And I love that just Drax cracks that kid in the head with a ball. Yeah. But I did get slightly annoyed. Like, Peter gets hit in the head, and he's just like, ah! And then Drax is laughing at him. He gets hit in the head. He's like, ah! Like, literally a week ago, I was watching him get shot by bullets. And laughing. Like a maniac that didn't affect him in the slightest. You're telling me, like, just because he wasn't aware of, like, an errant rock, that's going to injure him? I mean, could be. Maybe he's not prepared. That, whatever. That bugged me a hair. I like the cute little otter. Yes, I love. Don't know know what's up with that otter, but enjoy the hugs. I need more. I need more of the otter hugs. I like that Groot's just a murderous maniac again. True. We did see the um, the same people. They store the Quanax, uh, the, uh, whatever, the batteries. Yeah. Um, yeah. First shot of Adam Warlock. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's who the guy I was thinking of. Yep. Played by Will Poulter. Sure, why not? 
there was James Gunn was doing this. Thing. I remember I was so annoyed by it. He's like, people are like, oh, who before it was like announced who was going to play him. Like, who's going to be Adam Warlock? He's like, I never said we were doing Adam Warlock. I'm like, you kind of did. You kind of explicitly said that in your last movie. Like, you were just going to like present this giant cocoon, name it, and then just ignore it in the future I shall movies. Call him Adam. Yeah, it was. Like, you, you definitely said what yeah, was going you, on. You you laid it out pretty clearly for everybody. Also, I don't remember if I brought this up last week. Um, I don't know if I knew it last week. Uh, when Groot is dancing in the background of the holiday special, that is James Gunn again playing Dancing Groot. Nice. They just animated over him again. That's what he does. Plays a Dancing Groot. I am Groot. Or is this one? He says, we are Groot. Mm. Well, he says, we are Groot a couple of times in the series. Mm. That's his thing. That's his emotional uh, connection. Mm. I don't know. I think it's going to be awesome. Why wouldn't I think it's going to be awesome? I've loved the first two. I think it's also we're finally going to get the the next phase moving forward in the MCU. We get some sad 90s tunes this time. I do love me some sad 90s what tunes. What was that song? I can't remember now. It was a slowed down sad 90s song. Mm, it was. Whatever, I'm ready for the 90s. Yep. Sure, let's do it. He's back, baby. Who's back? Maybe with a silly title. Who knows? We don't know what the context is yet. Uh-huh. Indiana Jones. Yes, he is back. This looks like, to me... First of all, anytime Indiana Jones says, I don't believe in something, that very thing happens. I was, he's like, I don't know if I believe in magic. I'm like, oh, this is a movie about magic. I'm like, what are you talking? Like, of all the things you've seen, you've walked across an invisible bridge. You, that was a leap of faith. You poured a mug of stuff on your dad that instantly It wasn't a mug. It was a chalice. A it was a wooden chalice. You opened up a radio to God that killed a bunch of Nazis. You watched a man punch mm-hmm. someone's like heart out through their chest. He didn't really punch. He kind of slowly inserted his hand into the chest. You saw magical Kali stones. Ma. Yeah, that's true. You were possessed by the magic of Kalima. Yeah. Like, he's like, I don't believe in magic. I'm like, why? Like, yeah. I don't believe in magic, but you know, you know what's never happened to me? Anything magic. No, but exact, when he said, I don't believe in magic, I'm like, this is a movie about magic. There will be some sort of magic. The, the dial of destiny. Maybe it's time travel. Because it looked like there's some things that I, felt familiar-ish. I don't. One, I thought this trailer was a little reference heavy. Super reference heavy. Didn't love that. But all things, I don't think it's time travel. There was a lot of stuff there to like. I mean, I don't know why. I like Indiana Jones in a tie. Oh, Yeah. I don't know. There's like, just something about that. <laughs> it's like, I, it's just that last crusade. Like, it's like, I'm still wearing the same costume, but this time a little fancier. And I like the fancy look. It's true. I wonder who ever thought that like ties were a thing. Like who should, who invented the tie? I mean, it's probably easy to look up and I've never really thought about it, but how many people wear ties? And they're like, this is going to be our symbol of dress up. We're going to hang something from our neck. The de-aging looks pretty good. The de-aging looked wonderful. The horse in the subway? Nah, that did no, not look fuck good. that. Love nope. it. No, he's on a horse and he's trying to run a train. And in my own personal head, Ken, I'm like, it'd be so funny if the movie just ended with him getting creamed by a train. <laughs> Fair. I mean, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm not, saying I hate it. I'm not saying I hated it. I'm just saying the CGI of that was not good. <laughs> no, I liked that him was, on a horse. It was not, it was not matted very well. Uh, what else did I enjoy about that? I love the ending when he's got the whip and he's like, it's the inverse of the scene. Yeah. When he was fighting, we were supposed to fight the guy is I didn't love Egypt. And I think partially because like he's does the whip stuff. And when I'm first watching, I'm like, oh, he's doing like stuff with the whip. He doesn't, to be fair for a guy who carries a whip, he doesn't always do that much that Mm. it looks like a cool whip. And I'm like, oh man, we never get to see this. And then they all pull guns and he drops and they all just shoot where he he was. I'm like, point down. He's yeah. not standing there anymore. He's been gone for a while. <laughs> Just aim your arm 45 degrees down. Boom, he's dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like the whole like rolling boulder thing and whatnot. I like seeing Salah in there. Yes. I don't, I mean, overall, like there was like, I thought it was a little reference heavy, which is nitpicky because I mean, it's going to be, you know, a two hour movie or plus or minus who knows, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't not get excited about it. I like James Mangold as director. I just love Indiana Jones. I love that too. So I mean, this it's a combination of two things. I mean, he he did Logan, which is awesome. He uh, last movie I think he did was Ford versus um, Nixon. Uh, yes, Ford versus Nixon. Oh, Ford versus Ferrari. Yes, not Ford versus Nixon. <laughs> which was in a previous sound system that I'm pretty sure burned it out with the subwoofer. Oh, your previous sound bar. Yeah, I had um, some speakers and a subwoofer, and I watched Ford versus uh, Ferrari, and I think it uh, blew it out. Oops. <laughs> Which is, it was an old system, but it's fine. I don't, it just, it looks good, I think. Yeah. I hope. I'm a hopeful boy. Ticker tape prayed, motorcycle chase, his goddaughter. So who is whose daughter is she really? 
I don't know. I don't know if it matters. I mean, Marcus. Let's just say Marcus. That's what I was thinking. It's probably Marcus Brody's daughter. It's either that or Sala's daughter. Could be. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like who would who would want Indy to be the godfather of their daughter. It could be inter- also also knowing that Indy has a history of being a slight womanizer and it could be um antonio banderas's character which uh, he's described as basically a cameo oh, okay where he's like i'm i'm a friend and he needs to come find me to find another thing so he has a small role but it could be him mm. do you think indy ever gets tired of looking for things do you think hair support gets tired of being grumpy i'm her godfather but he plays it so well because <laughs> it's his natural state yes I will say the one scene where, like, I think they're in a diving bell or something. It kind of looks like the windshield of the. Uh, is it a windshield on the Millennium Falcon? Would you call it a windshield or? Oh, God. Um, that is, that is a specific bomber. I saw that going around on Twitter. Oh, it's like a probably like a B two bomber, like Stratofortis or something it, it, like that. It's, I think it was a German bomber. I don't. I'd have to find it again, which was like I don't know four yeah. or five days ago. Yeah, but that is a specific cockpit from a specific bomber that looks very much like. Yes, it does look like the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Which, again, would that be a windshield considering in space? There's no space. But if you were going, like, the speed of light and you were to hit, like, a particle of dust, that shit would just shatter it immediately. Oh, yeah. That's why you need the computer. That's also another reason why we can't travel faster than the speed of light. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, Indiana Jones. Yeah, it looks good. I want more of this. What else happened? Oh, Cocaine Bear happened. <laughs> yes. So, funny story about this. I was on this before you were, actually, if you follow Twitter. We've talked about this movie like a few months ago. Yes, but then I was back on it again recently. When so they you forgot about, the... about it. I just forgot how much I love the concept of Pablo Escobar, that this is based on a true story. R- roughly. Roughly. One of Ray Liotta's last movies. It, it's his last movie. It, oh, this looks so delightfully dumb fun. I am 100% in on it. I know. I think we're going to theaters for this one. I, yes. <laughs> uh, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Um, yeah, it's the let's loosely say inspired by true stories of um drug runners who had to drop some cocaine and there was a bear that uh did a duffel bag's worth of cocaine His stomach was full to the brim a duffel bag's I, worth of cocaine i loved i absolutely loved the description of it if i can find it again where it's like a cocaine fueled rage I love the tag it's something along the lines of like get in line like, get in, oh like a line of cocaine get in line yes yeah love it um, this looks insane and fun, and I want to watch oh, yes. a, a cocaine-fueled bear <laughs> just killing things. And I'm sure this bear didn't, in reality, kill, like, 40 people. I don't think it killed any people. But if that bear in this movie wants to kill, like, 40 people, like, climbing a tree, I'm like, bears can't climb trees. The guy that's in the <laughs> yes, tree is like, can. <laughs> I was like, he's dead. It's only the trailer, and I know he's dead. I love that when you put cocaine bear in on Twitter, the first thing that comes up is, help is available. <laughs> <laughs> it's this, yeah, if you've you've got cocaine problems. Do you think, I mean, it's going to be R. It's not going to be like worse than R, but still. I think they said fuck enough times in the trailer to make it an R just by that, yes. Yes. No, do I think it's going to be like NC-17? No, I don't think like the bear is going to be giving someone a blowjob. <laughs> no, maybe not. Probably not. Where It was like, you know, a movie about a bear who takes an obscene amount of cocaine. It's like, just the way it was phrased made me laugh. And I'm like, I really cannot wait for this movie. It looks fun. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, here's a weird one. Ghostbusters Afterlife is having a sequel. We knew this. It's been a development. Yes. Uh, here's the weird thing. Uh, Jason Reitman is no longer directing. Really? He's still going to co-write and produce, but it seems to be amicable. Doesn't? But he is passing off director duties to the co-writer of Ghostbusters Afterlife, a guy named Gil Keenan. Oh. Which I was, I was just kind of surprised by. It just kind of seemed like he took this franchise and he was going to like run with it from his dad, and now he's not. I, I don't know. I think else this guy has done, that, to my knowledge. I never actually looked him up. Do I want to bother doing this? Sure, I'll take yeah. half a second. I also don't think, like, when you think about the sequel, I don't think we'll get the the gang all back together. Maybe we'll get, like, Ernie Hudson will be more of a bigger role in it. But and it was this guy directed a movie I haven't seen called A Boy Called Christmas. Scream, the TV series, I did one episode, Poltergeist in 2015, City of Ember in 2008, Monster House in 2006, and that's what he's directed. So I I haven't seen any of those. No. <laughs> so I have no opinion on his ability as a director. But it'll all work. I hope. I Yeah. You know, it's a hit and miss franchise. I would say it's got three hits. But I mean, just I'm overall, like there's been, you know, a couple of TV series, a bunch of comics, whole movie I didn't see. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that one. Okay, so it's got it's three for four on the movies. You can say four for five if you count the video game as canon, which people do. I do like the video game. 
um, Ghostbusters 2. Um, he is Vigo. It, it's okay. It's not great. It's okay. It's a good New Year's movie. If it wasn't the fact that it had Ghostbusters attached to it, that to be fair, there's a lot of stuff I like in there. Like, uh, I I think probably my favorite scene is when um, they're tearing up the street. Yes. That's probably the best scene in the movie. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you stop digging over here? Wait, I told you to dig over here. I like that. I like Cheech Marin's um, cameo in it when the Titanic pulls in the port. Better late than never. <laughs> There's some good stuff in there. I still don't it's, like. It's just not great. Okay, so I know like it's supposed to be the suspension of disbelief, and it's a movie that the Statue of Liberty is walking across New York Harbor with the, the wa- NES advantage. What? Yes. Plus, but the water is way deeper than the Statue of Liberty is tall. I'm just gonna say in the Hudson Bay, in the Hudson Sound. It's not Hudson Bay, but like yeah, the Long Island Sound, whatever that. The end of the Hudson River. Never been out there. Seen it a bunch of times, you know, from afar. I've never been out to Liberty Island. I want to go out there. No, I've never been out. I've, I've driven, you know, clearly it's like, there it is. Moving on. Yep. And speaking of moving on, we go to the next story. Um, Sure, here's a thing. Toe Jam and Earl, you remember that Sega franchise from the 90s? Yes, I do remember Toe Jam and Earl. Well, it's getting a movie adaptation. I thought earlier in the show, somebody that looks a lot like you and sounds a lot like you said, we should have more video game movie adaptations. I don't know if this is the one. Uh-huh. Is it, well, it's also my history with Toe Jam and Earl. I remember liking it as a kid, probably played it on the Sega channel. And then I played it like maybe in college or maybe a little bit after that. And I was like, oh, this game sucks and I don't like it. That's fair. <laughs> it's very boring. So I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in it because it's like two aliens crashing on earth uh who then have to do some raps i feel like it's probably going to be like kind of like the sonic movies that have like oh my god it's like these fish out of water and they're on like regular people earth with creepy teeth like sonic had (laughs) yes um and i i can't get excited about it okay i mean prove me wrong toe jam and earl do it you won't probably not yeah well one could always hope all right, that's it for the news. Nice. So we're going to... That's not true. There was one more story. I decided to skip it. Okay, that's James fine. G- James Gunn is meeting with the Batgirl directors. Who knows what that means? Moving on. Well, I mean, you clearly didn't skip the story now. You told it, so... Well, I don't know. Is the movie going to come out with all of Brendan Fraser's, like, The Whale is going to get him Oscars, and it has Michael Keaton, and there's been so much press about how it was canceled. Imagine how good the movie would do coming out of that. That's a good point. It's a great point, in fact. I don't think it would get a theatrical release, but if they release it on HBO, I bet. I don't know. But on the other hand, the guy running uh, Warner Brothers seems to be, like, so stingy. Like, I'd, even though it makes sense to me, it doesn't seem to make sense to him. So, well, you know. You're not the one spending millions and millions of dollars. No. He's more successful than me, so what do I know? I don't I, know. I'd rather take on his bad decisions and get his money than, you know, be right on my end and uh, be poor. Yes. But what are you going to do? All right, moving on from there, it's time for Weird Comics Facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. But this week it's about TV. It is, in a way. It's a bit of both. Batman, you remember that show had a series in the 60s? It did. 1966, if you want to be specific. Batman 66. You're doing the bat to see. No one can see that. Yeah. But thank you for telling people. It's it's an audio medium. Mm. Did you know there were some characters invented for the show that uh, originated in comics? Basically, the producers went to DC and said, hey, because it's the 60s, we need some broads up in here. I feel like we've already had this discussion because I remember you saying the term, we need some broads up in here. I hope I haven't said that more than once. Yeah, so I think you have. But basically, because the show... Batman mythos was lacking in female characters. They introduced Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, and they also introduced Poison Ivy. I feel like you've told this story before. I don't before. know. But you also talked about Batman having an orgy, so it all blends together. You know, that, I was thinking about that one. I'm like, I already did that one. Yeah. Well, see, you should probably write down the ones that you do. You should probably keep a log of things. Well, I'll add a new one that I don't think I've done. I don't know if I've done these. I might have brought them up at some point. Who knows? Okay. We've been doing this for like six years. It's <laughs> a good point. At some point, we should catalog the things that we've talked about. I've so Batgirl ended up on the show. Poison Ivy did not, despite being created for the series to um, add more dames. Ah. But See, the- there's that word again, dames. I said broads last time. Yeah, but you've also used the word dames before, too. Oh, that's because I grew up in the 1950s. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> uh, another character, uh, Mr. Freeze, originally had his name in that series. Now, some will argue, and I will go on this, arg- like I agree with this argument, um, that they're the same character. Originally, there was a character called Mr. Zero. Uh-huh. who appeared in one issue of Batman, who, same whole deal, like, I, I got blue skin and I got a little freeze ray and I'm going to stop you, Batman and Robin, because of this. 
But is that, it like the heat miser and the cold miser? No, not at all like that. Okay. And then the character shows up in the TV series as Mr. Freeze, played by three different actors. And then in the comics, the next time he shows up, name switches to Mr. Freeze. Some will say the character originated in the Batman TV series. I say that is doohickey. I think they're just the same guy. But there you go. All right. What are you looking up? I was just remembering that I'm Mr. White Christmas, Mr. Cool, Mr. Icicle, Mr. Ten Below. That series sucks so much that it's like B characters are the breakout things. Really? Yeah. What was that? Um, Why do you like Christmas without a Santa Claus or something? Oh, that was yeah, the year without yeah, that, a Santa Claus. Yeah, that, ser- that movie sucks. Mm-hmm. TV special, whatever. But there you go. There are your weird comics facts. I love Poison it. Poison Ivy, Batgirl, Mister Zero, or Mister Freeze. And then one of the Mister Freezes killed himself. One of the three. So would you say he's stone cold? dead i'd say that's your weird comics fact yay all right so from uh poison ivy to trey young poisoning the well because uh, he apparently hates his coach it's time for jared sports reports he's running down the middle by the 50 he's at the 30 bear tested the guy is drunk but there he goes oh and they tackle him at the 40 yard line it's time for another jared sports report would have liked you to do something like you know cold Christmassy, you know, heat miser, cold miser, but whatever. We'll go with it. We'll roll with it. All right, let's start with the NHL. The Boston Bruins lost their first home game uh, to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. It was Bruce Cassidy's first time back at the Garden since being let go by the Bruins and going to pick up the Vegas Knights. It was a very good game. Went to overtime, lost in the shootout. Uh, it was a record like 18 straight home wins for the Boston Bruins, most ever. Uh, consecutive home wins to start a season in the NHL. Team looks pretty darn solid still. Uh, they've got a ton of wins, uh, and they're playing really, really good hockey right now. So pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. You haven't seen the show. No, but I know the joke-ish. Anyway, so you've got that. You've also got uh, other Boston teams doing well. The Boston Celtics, a nice big win the other night against the Toronto Raptors. Against who? Like, because they just keep winning. Twenty and five, bitches. Yes, best team in basketball. True, very true. At what point do they uh, go ahead and uh, just say, "See you later, Ma. You're no longer, you're no longer even like coaching, waiting." Um, I think at the end of the year. You're gonna, so Missoula's going to have interim over his head all year long. Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, you're more versed in the Celtics talk than I am. Blake Griffin has been playing really well. Apparently, the Celtics are your fountain of youth. Like, yeah. This is where old players go to be good again. This is doing sweet-ass dunks. They also just paid Al Horford a shit ton of money. Yeah. Uh, two years, $20 million. Yep. Two-year extension, $20 million bucks. I'd like to be extended and, for two years on this show for $20 million. And if Jalen uh, makes an all-star selection this year, which uh, sure shit looks like he's going to, he'll be eligible for... Like five years, 156. Wow. But he has to make the all-star team, but I bet he's going to. There you go. What else do we have? New England Patriots. A lot of turmoil. A lot of turmoil around one Matt Patricia as the offensive play caller uh, as the Patriots fall to the Buffalo Bills for the third straight time after beating Buffalo in Buffalo in that wind and cold and ice and snowstorm. So the Patriots only muster up 10 points against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they lose 24-10. to 10. Not, a, not a bad showing from the defense. They finally got the Bills to punt, which was news. I was like, awesome. I actually tweeted, uh, can I look directly at the Bills punt, or do I have to look away like the sun, like a solar eclipse? Will it damage my eyes? Because they happen with as much frequency. But they got the Bills, Bills to punt like three or four times in that game. Offense, though, just blah, 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 blah. So much so that Mac Jones caught on the sideline yelling, Throw the effing ball, the effing short game, or the effing quick game sucks. F. How's Jimmy G doing? Uh, he broke his foot yesterday, <laughs> on Sunday. So Jimmy Garoppolo. So not good. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot and is out for the rest of the year. The 49ers were doing so, so well. What is Brock's last name? All I know is their rookie, or another, another one of their draft picks. Uh, his name is Brock something. Uh, he's trending on Twitter as Big Cock Brock. Mm, that's unfortunate yeah well i mean not if you're brock (laughs) good good for brock let the world know so the 49ers who are some people thought might be a favorite to come out of the mediocre nfc maybe not so much anymore tom brady leads uh leads his team back to 500 at the Tampa bay buccaneers who 500 yeah it was uh he threw a touchdown pass with under um, like under 30 seconds ago it was the latest in a game his go-ahead touchdown pass has ever occurred for Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. So Philly can't seem to lose, except for that one time they did. But beyond that... Philly's playing really well. Um, The Bills are playing well. The Chiefs are playing well again. Uh, There's a lot of 
lot of good and interesting teams. A big stretch coming up for the Patriots. They're on the West Coast for the next two weekends. They play Sunday night. and Oh, no, sorry. Their game against the Cardinals is a Monday night game. Their Sunday night game against the Raiders, that got flexed out of the Sunday night game to the Sunday afternoon game. That's usually a sign that your teams are not that good. Yeah. There was compelling storylines going into it with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick meeting up again. Uh, right now, the big thing in New England is get rid of Matt Patricia as the play caller. And Bill Belichick pretty much said, not the time to make drastic changes. So I think he understands and sees the writing on the wall, but he's not going to He's going to be a touch stubborn, plus he's also like making drastic changes. Isn't going to do anything at this stage of it. So what was interesting to me is there was a free trial of NFL Plus Premium. You can get what's called the All-22. It's the coaches film. I watched some of that the other day, and you can just you can really see the lack of creativity and lack of design within the uh, the Patriots offense at times. So we'll see what happens. But uh, what's their ranking? They are one game. All that being said, they're one game above five hundred and one game out of the last playoff spot. I think uh, everyone thinks they need to get to ten wins. I think they can do it with nine. They have the tiebreaker over the Jets, who's the team in front of them. I don't know if the Jets win two more games. The Patriots could win three more games. I think they can beat the Jets. I think I think they can beat the Cardinals, who are a mess right now. Kyler Murray is struggling. He's been kind of injured off and on. And that whole deal with Cliff Kingsbury and that team down there, an absolute mess. Also, Kyler Murray's numbers after like the first couple of weeks after a new Warzone game comes out or a new Call of Duty comes out, drop off the planet significantly. He's a well-known, well-versed Call of Duty player. So we'll see what happens with them next Monday night. And then they uh, stay out there and they play the Las Vegas Raiders. That's a big game to kind of if you can win those two games, and then you really only need to win one of your last three, which are the Bengals, the Dolphins on New Year's Day, I'll be there. And then they close up the season, regular season, at the Buffalo Bills. Wait, are you there? I'm going to the New Year's Day game, yes. Oh, cool. And then the other interesting thing I'm thinking about, if you look down the line, the Buffalo Bills clearly locked in. The question is, if they are the one, if they're not the one seed, do they kind of rest their starters against the Patriots in that last, in that week 18 matchup? and maybe provide an opportunity for the Patriots to maybe sneak in, maybe gives you a chance to like play them on back-to-back weeks, knowing you'll probably have an easier time getting through them than somebody else. Who knows? I still think the Patriots are a 10-win team this year. I said at the beginning of the year, I still believe that they're going to win 10 games now, and I also believe that they will make the playoffs. 10 games isn't that many games. You make it sound like it's an accomplishment. Well, when you play 16 games, 17 games, 10 is a lot. Hmm. Not very many teams are going to win over 10 games in the NFL this year. And the Packers beat the Bear in what just looked like um, two drunk bears punching each other. Cocaine bears, in fact. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But, like, but two, Aaron Rodgers continues to own the city of Chicago. Uh, it was not a fun game to watch. <laughs> it was ugly and bad, and I didn't like it. That's what I have to say about that game. All right, we're done with that? Yes, we're done with that. All right, let's get into the holiday season. It is time to talk Batman at Christmas. It's Jared's Reading Corner. Uh, what is this issue this uh going off of the 2016 reboot of dc rebirth this is batman annual number one i believe that's back when we started the show and it's a it's a series of short stories by different creative teams all telling you about holiday cheer or getting bit by a dog lack thereof that batman has i don't know he seems to have himself a good old time I think of these, but I think there were like three or four short stories here. The first one's my favorite. Yeah, probably mine too. Uh, first one is written by Tom King, uh, art by David Finch doing pencils and inks. Uh, I will also say this is, I think this is an unfortunate thing. I like this Batman suit design. It didn't last terribly long. Instead of having like kind of, um, they got rid of the yellow bat for a while and it was just, there was just a black bat on his chest. So kind of, um, while call a compromise on it is instead of just having like the yellow oval around there which is by the way the reason they were able to copyright that symbol because originally dc was like we want to copyright a bat and they were told no it's a bat (laughs) so then they just put a yellow background behind it and they were told okay (laughs) that's a different bat (laughs) yeah that bat has yellow but there was this design for the rebirth era that had just the black bat but instead of like the oval they just had like a yellow highlight going around that i really liked and the interior of Batman's cape was purple, and I liked that as kind of a contrast. And they didn't stick with it for very long, but I thought it was a really cool suit design. All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, so we start off our first story. Good boy. Good boy. 
It starts off with Batman getting bit in the neck by a dog. Ace. Yes. Much like um, the Royal Flush Gang that we just talked about. And, you know, Tom King loves killing dogs. But why? I don't know why. He has a dog. He posts about it on Twitter like every day. Oh, I mean, he loves his dog. He's just, maybe yeah. he's like processing some other sort of dog trauma. Oh, he kills a lot of dogs. Sup, dog? <laughs> There's a lot of like people looking like sad and melancholy, like into the rain and also killing dogs. And, you know, those are two of his things. <laughs> well, we, all have our, we all have our tropes. But we got Ace. He's wearing a mask that has a big old Ace of Spades on it. And Batman's like, oh, man, that dog just killed those other dogs and bit me. And, you know, we're all sad. Now the Joker trained them to be killers. Yes. And the dog ends up at a humane society. And Alfred's like, you know what? I'm going to get this dog for Bruce. Well, Alfred gets this dog. And they're like, you know what? This dog, this dog's a killer. He's just nuts. He's like, hey, I'm going to give you this check. And it's going to be the Martha and Thomas Wayne Humane Society. Yeah. Alfred pretty much buys the Humane Society. Yeah. And the guy goes, oh, Martha. And to that, I would ask, why would you say that name? Why did you say that name? Martha, why did you say that name? Yeah. That took me five minutes to find, alter to an MP3, and add into this. And you know what? Wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I could have told you that here and <laughs> the now. Just add those five minutes to my day. Yeah, well, here you go. So Alfred takes home this dog named Ace, and uh, Bruce is very upset. He's like, Alfred, where's my breakfast? Also, why is there a dog on my table? Mm. I love the upcoming like panels where it like goes through time and Alfred is getting beat up by this dog in the background as Bruce is trying to solve different crimes. Yeah, he's basically like wearing that um like um protective suit, like police like canine training armor. Yeah. Where this dog is just going at him, going at him and Batman's like, "Hmm, going to solve some crimes." I think my favorite one is like it's clearly um a Riddler one. Oh, the donut one? Yes. What has a beginning? Has what, no beginning, what, what no has end, a- and no middle. A donut, of course, but why a donut? Meanwhile, like Alfred's <laughs> getting mauled in the background. But, but why a donut? Eventually, the dog calms the shit, and it's Christmas Day. Yes. And Batman's like, hey, Alfred, couldn't help but notice you didn't get me a Christmas present, like, as this dog is, like, sitting in his lap. He's like, this is going to be Ace the Bat-Hound, but where's my gift? And Alfred's like, I must have forgot, sir. And then he walks away. He's like, you fucking son of a bitch. This is your gift. It's a <laughs> like, fucking dog. I've been attacked a lot yes like i know i was wearing that armor but guess what bruce it hurts when they bite down i know it didn't puncture the skin but i have bruises there is still pressure and you know what i'm not young this wasn't easy yeah exactly <laughs> i love that the dog finally bonds with bruce though when bruce is pulling a knife out of his arm yeah he's like yeah i'll be fine the dog's like oh i can relate but no that was cute it was a fun little vignette yeah, a little like non sequitur for as much as Tom King uh, kills dogs, he also has nice dog stories. Mm, yes, this dog reformed. It's just the way of it. Yes. Next one, written by Scott Snyder. Uh, he did Batman from like 2011 to 2016, and he's done uh, other Batman stuff since then, but he was on the main series at that point. This is called Silent Night, written by uh, Scott Snyder, co-written by Ray Fox. Uh, Pencils and Inks by... Uh, D-Clan Shalvey. I don't know if I've ever said that name out loud before. An artist I usually like, but I didn't particularly like him on this. It felt kind of rushed. Mm. Like it's it's kind of blocky and simple. And I just he's an artist that I do like, but I don't think it quite works in this story. No, but we got Batman giving a car ride to Harley Quinn. No, no, no we're not there yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you skipped a story. Oh, I felt uh, these were these felt like they were connected. This has Batman. It turns out that when a 911 calls, like he has a system in place, like well, he'll get it before the actual 911 operator. Oh, okay. Did so, you not read this one? No, I, I skimmed it because I was like, it took a while to get going. And I was like, oh, here's Harley Quinn. Good. I'm so glad you skimmed it. That's what the listeners are here for, skimming it. Yes. Well, that shows you how ingra- like how encapsulated I was initially from this one. But I like the Like Batman will get the 911 call and it kind of like sorts it out of like, What's a priority for me? How can I get there? How can I help faster? And then it turns out there's just... Batman gets a warning about possible terrorists. It just turns out they're climbing statues and they're doing flips and stuff. They're just trying to bring Christmas cheer. And then for just a brief moment... Christmas fear, perhaps? No. For a brief moment in Gotham, there's no crime because they're doing flips and shit. Nice. And good for them, I guess. (laughs) And that's basically the whole story. And Batman gets to have a little smile. And everyone applauds, and then he goes to stop some crime. Short, su- yes. sweet. Um, I, I like the idea of just like, hey, everyone kind of stopped to be involved with the holidays with no crime. And then we get the next one. 
this is kind of our heavy hitter yes creative team of paul dini of batman the animated series fame plus writing a bunch of batman comics and neil adams uh who was huge in the 70s and a bunch of other stuff and uh recently passed away like within the last uh, year or two yeah yes we've done quite a few of the things so uh it's christmas time sir it's uh called not so silent night of the harlequin see that's why i thought they were like combined because it was like the similar title to the other one i'm like oh like oh it's nice and peaceful and then harley quinn comes out but i should have noticed the drastic change in art yeah i mean this is very kind of classic neil adams style although it does have a very um updated like the kind of new 52 harley quinn but still kind of a classic batman yes he's got a blue cape and some blue shorts just like the old days and harley quinn is out she sees some crimes and batman snatches her up she's like he's like hey stop doing crimes it's christmas don't crime she's like i'm not doing crimes he's like why do you have um a jello mold of the joker's <laughs> a jello face. mold of the joker she's like just in case i see him it turns out it's a bomb it's a it's a holiday pudding for my pudding <laughs> I love that it's just an explosive yes it's what she was trying to give to the joker so she was trying to kill joker yeah and she wants to put on some christmas tunes sings that classic uh schoolhouse jingle bells batman smells yes and he's like i don't want you to sing this song and then he's driving around gotham he's gonna go drop her off like get out of gotham i'm gonna bring you to arkham she's like fine get me out of gotham and we see little vignettes around the city of people who are inspired by harley quinn who just start beating ass yeah uh, one kid has the bat the harley quinn bat out of a christmas present and uh harley quinn also does catch batman uh quietly singing to himself after she starts just like belting it out Mm. she's like ah you did sing and then it turns out he just brought her home to Coney Island, which is where she was living at the time. Yes. And there's like all of her friends are there. And she's like, oh, that was so sweet of you. We're in approximation. And she's like, and now that I'm home, let's go do some crimes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then I got to admit, there's two more stories. And one of them I don't really get. The one with the the fear gas and the scarecrow and the weird woman. That one I understand. There's another one. Uh, who wrote this guy? Uh, written by Steve Orlando, good old famous writer, and then oh yeah, art, the one with Gordon, and they're trying to figure things out. Art by Riley Rosmo. Um, this one is so. This is part of the problem with annuals. Sometimes you get like short story. Like sometimes the story is too long because like oh we have like forty eight pages or whatever to fill, and it doesn't quite flow right because people are used to writing in like a shorter format. And yeah, it, it kind of feels awkward. And sometimes you get things like this where it's broken up into smaller stories. And sometimes that doesn't work because people aren't working used to working in smaller stories. And this one definitely falls under that. There's a villain that shows up who's just very angry. As most villains have want to be. Oh, that was um, Mr. Blizzard or something. Or, um, Minister Blizzard. Minister Blizzard, yes. He's like, I'm going to freeze the world and you mock me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, you're, not, you're no Mr. Freeze, sir. And then Batman just captures him, goes away. And then someone... He sits broodingly in the dark caverns of wayne manor yeah duke comes in who's uh kind of fallen off but he was big for a couple of years comes in he's like hey penny for your thoughts and uh bruce is like i I don't know what's gonna happen and then this villain called stag comes in stabs someone in the head and that's the end yeah and to that's like what what (laughs) What the hell just happened yeah but we finally got some brooding batman in this one this one has the most brooding of any of them he's just there. i don't know where this random stabbing comes from and i don't remember if it's followed up on oh well that story was stagnant. Yeah, I didn't really like this one. Yeah. The next one I like a little bit. Uh, this is the last one. Script by Scott Brian Wilson. Art by... Mm. Yeah. Why did you do this to me? Bilquis Evely. Definitely didn't do that right. Yeah, well, that's okay. It's Christmas at Arkham. They're all going to celebrate because that's the thing they do now. And there's a character named Haunter. She's a lady. She's got some curly red hair. Hmm. Basically, she uses the power of Christmas to escape Arkham, and the Scarecrow as well. She goes to find toxins from him. Batman beats them up, and yeah. they go back. I love that it's the power of Christmas that gets her out of Arkham. The first three I like. They're at least, they feel kind of, I, I know I kind of like burned through them, but that's also partially because I didn't really like them. <laughs> I like the first the three. The first three, yes. I think uh, those are they... solid. The first one, especially with Ace the Bat, and the second one with Harley Quinn is fun, and it's great seeing like. The third one was with Harley. 
yeah, that's whatever I said. The third, I, I love the Neil Adams art. I love that it's Paul Dini doing a Harley thing. Like you're just getting two powerhouses there. And also the first one is a powerhouse between Tom King and David Finch. And I mean, uh, Scott Snyder on another one. Like those are three, like there's three good, solid little Christmas vignettes. And then the last two uh, kind of fall off a cliff. Yes. The last two were like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. They're too quick. They just feel like, I think something that works about um, those first three is they don't, they're simple and not like in a bad way. Like they're just kind of basic tales. They get in, they get out. They just kind of have like a nice little message. Yes. They move on. The second two are like, let's introduce some weird shit and try and put our own like stamp on this. That's going to be like something more than it is. And they end up falling flat in like five and a half pages. Yeah. And they don't work, but I really like the first three. especially number one and number three like those are really solid like good stories that i really enjoy the second one with the weird Cirque du Soleil people was kind of like eh, eh, eh. but i like the idea it's just yeah. like you know what there just isn't crime for this one moment because we're all just watching this one thing that's kind of cool and like batman says that in the harley quinn one where he's like yeah there's usually not much happening on the police radio on christmas yeah as a whole this book's only a like, few years old it's definitely not gonna be hard to track down the copy i'm reading from it's from the uh Rebirth Deluxe Edition, book two, mm-hmm. which are relatively priced. I don't, yeah, you know, like thirty five bucks. This is a pretty thick book. Not bad for thirty five. No, not bad for thirty five at all. I mean, I was, I would say it's fifty fifty. Out of the five stories, two and a half are good. The I'd say three are good, two are bad. Sixty forty. Yeah, that's kind of where I land on it. It's totally enjoyable. You know, get yourself settled because it's it's an annual, so it's a little bit longer. It gives you a few extra minutes of reading material. You know, cozy up next to a fire, get yourself some boozy hot cocoa. I was going to say eggnog. Oh, that too. Although, boozy eggnog. You're not a big eggnog guy, are you? I used to love it as a kid, but I, I'm just not a big sugar person. And that thing feels like a punch in the mouth now. I had it like two or three years ago. So I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, you've, you've got to put the right accoutrement <laughs> onto your eggnog. I used to even like, like I used to do like eggnog and clue with some nutmeg on yep, top. Yep, let's go. That's what we're talking oh, now. Oh shit, no, I can't. I can't drink that. That's that is it's too much. Oh <laughs> god, I can't do that. No, it's it's fantastic. I'm yes, I am a fan of that. You get the eggnog and Kahlua. The um, you know what a really good um, Christmassy drink is if you do coffee, beer. Well, I mean, yeah, but coffee with um, Bailey's Irish cream and then peppermint mocha creamer with it. It's really good. That doesn't sound up my alley either. All right, well, guess what? You're getting on Christmas. I'm gonna make you one of those drinks. Ugh. Because we spend Christmas together because I'm a loser. I have no idea what I'm doing for Christmas this year. This came up this week. Oh. Um, I I do usually, because I don't get to, I don't drink it that much anymore, but usually on Christmas, my wife will put a, a bottle of Sambuca in my stocking. Oh. And it's questionable how much of that bottle is left at the end of the day. It's not questionable. Usually not much <laughs> at all. Do love a good Sambuca. Give me some coffee. Give me some Sambuca. Baby, I'm off to the race. Also, the amount of mimosas that usually get consumed on Christmas. But I guess, oh, shit, we still have one more segment. <laughs> the pota- <laughs> don't forget the potato egg boats we made one year. That was a weird time. Good in theory. I don't think they came out. Was, whatever. We no. got one more segment. Yes. Letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God. This is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can. Just a couple more times this year because we got next week. Then the week after that is going to be the Eddie's. And then, as we do every year, uh, we're going to take a week off at the end of the year. Just how we roll. Yeah. We get, we'll give you 51 shows a year. Give us one week. I usually find it refreshing when we take a week off. Yes, I do, too. It's nice. Uh, but if you want to ask us your own questions, send those into editors.comics at gmail.com. This was a weird one, and I don't have an answer for it, but I'm prepared to dive into it with you. Okay. What comic book character do you think deserves a superhero video game themed at Christmas? I didn't word that well. Who should get a Christmas-themed video game? And I racked my brain, and I could only think of one. Not that I know every you know video game ever clearly, but like Batman Returns had to beat him up on um, the Super Nintendo. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it was on the Genesis or not, because I had it on the Super Nintendo, uh, which is fun but hard, but it's, you know that's a Christmas-themed video game. Yes, it Who is. Who else could get a Christmas-themed video game? A Christmas-themed video game that isn't Batman Returns. Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man doing a Christmas-themed video game would be good. Oh, you know what? Um... I don't remember if this is Christmas, but it's definitely winter-based. Maybe that's what we'll do next week. i got to see if it has a holiday connection, not just a winter connection. Maybe we'll just do it anyway. I don't know. 
there's this great daredevil story mm-hmm. where um you could totally do it as like a ticking clock like in between levels daredevil um gets recruited there's this massive snowstorm in new york someone i think it's a heart transplant someone needs to get a heart transplant but they can't actually transport it because the weather is so bad so it's just daredevil going from point a to point b like with a heart in a cooler oh wow and it's just like he's getting just like the shit kicked out of him and just beat down and he just has to get this one thing to this one location like intact in a certain amount of time could that be a very long game no probably not but a fun game you could do like a like a like a collaboration like it's not just one video game it's like several you could do that you could do a spider-man one where he's got to like you know get a heart to another hospital or or like you know you could climb the tree in rockefeller center and That'd be kind of fun. Oh, so like if um, Hawkeye had like a video game adaptation of that for their first season. Yeah, that'd be. I would be all in on that. I can't believe that was a year ago. What a good show that was. Shoot some ninjas. There's an owl in a tree. Mm, yes, I'm all in on that. The sweat. The um. The sweatpants. What are the? What game was that? Not the sweatpants gang. The gym. Gym suit gang. Tracksuit. Tracksuit. Yeah, those guys. I can't remember if there's any holiday connection to that Daredevil story. I gotta look that up, see, because maybe we'll do that next week. All right, well, because that's just—it's so good. But it also might have. We could also do that in January if it's not holiday related, because at least cold related. True. <laughs> Snow. Uh, that's the, the like. first one I could think of off the top of my head. I mean, we've read so many Batman Christmas stories. I feel at this like point. Batman has like the market cornered on Christmas for some reason. You could also do one that, like, we did that one, like, silly five-page story that you could do, like, maybe not a whole game, but maybe, like, a level. Like, let's say there's, like, another Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It's Christmas, and you have to defeat Santa Claus because he's the most powerful mutant, and he has the Infinity Gauntlet. What? We, we did that story a year or two ago. Yeah, it's true. It's, like, five pages. Um, what, yeah. if you did, what if you did the Turtles Holiday Special with the rap rap? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you could see their ankles. I thought you were gonna say like the one where like Michelangelo has to deliver Christmas presents. No, no, you went with you went that awful musical that I'm never gonna watch again. Yeah, no, you made me watch it. It was horrible. It was god awful. The rap rap. I don't know. I don't know if any of those are solid answers, but those are the answers that are coming at you, kids. There you go. Not bad for one of the last Tuesdays of the calendar year. Next week, uh, one more holiday related thing. Haven't decided what it is yet. So you're saying? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying there's only two shows left in the year or three shows left in the year? Two. This week, oh, next week and the week after, right? Christmas week is the Eddies, and we're taking the week after Christmas off. Is that what we said? If we look at this, we also have to decide if we're gonna what we're doing about Avatar because I definitely want to see it. Oh yes, I definitely want to talk about it, but I feel like that will conflict with the Eddies. But I guess we could do two things that week. It's true, we could. We've done it before. So there's uh, next week, which will be a holiday thing, which is not because Avatar is in one, two, three, four, and five, six. And yeah, the Avatar is the week after. So hmm, I guess I have to decide if we're gonna do the Eddies and then Avatar. I don't know. Something's coming next week, kids. So, and, you know, see you then. Yay! Glad you got to hear that scheduling thought I had. That was awesome. Thank you for that. Bye. Bye.